Chapter 21. We're into part two now. Noon. Call client list for lunch. At noon, I'm going to start picking up the phone. Hey, man, I just had something canceled. Want to do lunch with me? Call people for lunch. The more we become a technology, technological, social medium, uh, machine age, the more valuable this call would be. Hey, George, Grant Cardone, just had something canceled. I could be there in about 30, man. Could you meet me? No, Grant. Man, I got something planned already. Give me another call sometime. Dude, you want to build some goodwill? You want to get people to think, do that call four or five times a year. You'll never even have to take the client to lunch. But in his mind or her mind, they'll be like, man, that guy's called me five times. Lunch out every day. At least be seen out every day. It doesn't need to be a long lunch, but look, get out in the community. Okay, now, lunch is over, one to five. Massive outflow. I'm back to outflow. I'm back to busy, busy. Send mailers to five sole customers. Emails. Personal mail, handwritten mail, post about five customers online. Man, these people are great. Post on their Facebook page how great they are. You can't get a client? Post about them on their page. Post about them on your page. Make sure they see it. Tweet about them. Send mailers out. Mailers, yeah, I'm talking mail, baby. I'm talking about old-fashioned, the old snail mail. Send them some. I'll use every medium possible, okay? I use everything. Look, if I want to get someplace, I'll use a muddy road. I'll use a super highway. I'll use a wooden bridge. I'll use the Golden Gate. You feeling me? I'll use a jet, helicopter. I'll jump out of a tree. I'll do a monkey on you. (laughs) Right? You want to use them all. There is no medium more useful, better than the one that works. And this is the big problem with people that are using social media. They think it's the holy grail. Let me tell you something. The holy grail is getting in front of somebody, Itch Bay. The holy grail is work, grind, push, shove, commitment. I don't care if it's a road, an email, a strategy, a blog, direct mail, paper, envelopes, bullshit. I don't care if it's TV, radio, I don't care what it is, flying out of a tree. I don't care if it's an inflatable monkey, gorilla. It don't matter to me how I get to the client. Lunches, breakfast, networking. Look, I'll join a multi-level marketing company just to make sure I get to meet with all these people. You understand? I'll go to parties, man. I go to places where I don't even believe in what they believe in. That's what you got to do got to be out. You got to be seen. That's what your schedule's about. Now, if you're not working this schedule right now, I'm at one o'clock right now. If you're not working this schedule right now, no hell and a wonder why you don't have time. You don't have a schedule. Okay. What you got is the devil, the devil, man. You got to stay busy. You got to have a schedule. What the hell am I doing today? Send out five mailers to business contacts. Send out five birthday cards. Post. You know how easy it is to send somebody a birthday card today? Dude, just go on Facebook. Whose birthday is today? Boom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You, LinkedIn. I've been t- not talking about LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I left them out of all these conversations. LinkedIn. Happy birthday. Oh, you got a job promotion. Hey, Itch Bay. Happy birthday. Hey, you got a job promotion this week. Job promotion. You got to find time during the day to do this. It's never been easier. You old timers that think this is a waste of time, it isn't a waste of time. 
You know, hell, there was probably there was probably a time when people said 50, 60 years ago, man, wow, we don't need a car. Let's stay with our horse and buggy. Personal visits to a client's office. You want to try to make one of those every day. Every day, a personal visit to a client. If you can't make a personal visit, call them. Hey, I could be there Wednesday. Are you going to be in town? Five to eight. It's five to eight now. I'm not home yet. My wife's like, when are you getting home? When I get home, I get home. Five to eight, handle appointments. If you're in the business of retail, you don't have the, the, the freedom to just leave, man. You're working at Macy's, Nordstrom's, retailers, flower shop, FDA. I don't know what your business is. Maybe you're doing online stuff. You're paying attention to it 24 hours a day, not the eight hours that you want to be there. Figure out your day. What are you doing between five and eight at night? What are you doing at the end of the day? Eight to 10 at night, update your battle plan, go home. Be home. Be 100% with your loved ones. Carve out a couple hours a day. Carve out some hours. Avoid TV. Just throw it away, man. You don't need TV. Make a list. Anything anything lots of people do can't be good for you. Make a list of great contacts for next week. Like at the end of the day, I might do this. Who could change my life? Who do I need to talk to that would change my month? What customer would I get in front of that would change everything for me? Who, who would I have to get attention from that would be a game changer. I go from making a quarter of a million a year to two, two, 2.5 million. Then get some sleep, man, if you can. Okay. So this is what I want to tell you in conclusion about my schedule. Nine o'clock at night, I'm going to sleep. 4 a.m. I want to wake up. That's the real schedule. 9 p.m. I want to go down. Anything done after 9 p.m. is a waste of time. You guys are playing sugar crust till, till, till 1030 at night. Okay. 9 p.m., dude, I want to be down. I don't want to eat one thing after 7 p.m. every night. My wife, my wife stays, man, she stays trim all the time. Everybody's like, how do you do that? She never eats after 7 p.m. Don't eat after 7. You'll sleep better at night. Drink a lot of water. Keep it by your bed. Keep a goal sheet, a legal pad. We're going to create these goal sheets, by the way, so you can have Grant Cardone goals 10x with a quote each day that you can write your goals on. 9 p.m., I want to be down. I'm going to a 4 a.m. schedule now. You got to be excited listening to this right now. Come on. I'm getting excited. I'm tripping myself out. Okay. I'm ready to get rich, Itch Bay. Come on. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. You want it? Do you really want it? All right. Professionals commitment. The professional salesperson's daily commitments. Number one. I commit to working my plan every day. My schedule, dude, I got to commit to working my plan. Put these on your wall. Put them underneath your desk. Keep them in your wallet if you have a wallet. I commit to working my plan every day. I'm not working Fox's plan, CNBC's plan, the customer's plan. I work my plan every day. I don't work my kid's plan. I work my plan. Look, I spend two hours with my kids every day. Two hours uninterrupted. I can't even do the two hours, okay? They don't even want to do the two hours. They lose interest in me after about 30 or 40 minutes. You would think if you talk to them that I spend like five hours a day with them. They don't even care. I get them on a bike. I ride them to school in the morning, okay? I get up early in the morning. By the time they get up, I'm up. I'm all in there. I'm like, wait, what's up? You know, I take them to Starbucks. We run down there. I bring them back. It's just me and the two little girls, man. By the time I get back, they're done. They're like, okay, we're done with Papa. Come home at night, I get 30 or 40 minutes with them. I'm done with them. They're done with me. 
I can get a, I can get a good strong hour with my wife every day. One strong hour uninterrupted, just me and her doing something fun, talking about where we're going, what we're going to do, our dreams, our goals. My wife doesn't need more than one hour. She's good, man. She's good. That's three hours. If I spent two hours with my kids and one hour with my wife, that means I have 21 hours left. If I go to bed at nine and and wake up at four, I got seven. So what am I down to now? I'm down from 24 to 21 less. What? How many hours is that? 9 p.m. till till 4 a.m. That's a lot of sleep, man. A seven hours of sleep a night. I can live on seven, right? So now I'm at what? 14 hours a day, 14 hours a day. Spent three hours with my family, seven hours in bed. Is that right? Am I doing this right? Yeah. I got 14 hours left to do what? Grow my business. 14 hours a day. The average American works 34 hours a week. I got 14 hours, dude. I'll do more work in three days than he'll do all week long. You got people taking Sundays off that hadn't done hit Shay all week. And they're like, yeah, but the big, the great book says take Sundays off. Dude. That's because God created the heavens, the earth, the stars, the planets, everything, including mountains and butterflies, and then he took a freaking day off. You ain't done ick day in all month, and now you're going to take Sunday off. Come on. Let's keep it real. I mean, real, real. Okay, look, commit to working your plan every day. Number two, I commit to a can-do attitude with every customer. Can-do, man. Can-do. Will do. No problem. You got it. Whatever you want. I'm here for you, man. You got bad credit, I can help you. You, you, you want to buy it with no money down, I'm your guy, okay? You don't want to pay for three months? Dude, if I can make that happen, then I'm the can-do guy. I will make that happen for you. No, you know, whatever they say, can, do, will do, no problem, you got it, can't wait to do it. You need that kind of attitude every day with every customer in every situation. And you know what? That is not easy because all these situations are different. And you're doing it every day. And you get sick of hearing people just looking, not buying. Got to think about it. Now I'm not there yet. I was just calling. No, no, no. We don't have any money. No, we're not spending any money. Dude, you got to have a can-do, crispy, I mean, jacked up, positive, crazy, insane. I know what you're thinking right now. Dude, this guy is positive. If I could just be that positive. I'm a freak, man. I want to be a freak, don't you? You want some of that freaky money? You got to start acting freaky. You got to be positive, man. This world is filled with negative. There's no money in negative except for big pharma. They want you down and out and beat up so they can sell you a little blue or pink or white or yellow. I want to be positive. I want people actually commenting about my can-do attitude. I want people saying, dude, you like this all the time? What are you on, bro? Come on, man. I had a banker tell me the other day, man, you little, you bipolar, man? I said, dude, I ain't bipolar. I know exactly what I'm doing, bro. Number three, commit to doing whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Now, this was written a bit, a bit ago. If you go online and check out whatever it takes and my name, you're going to see a TV show being released under those names. I commit to doing whatever it takes. W-I-T. W-I-T is whatever it takes. What does it take? Whatever it takes. I don't care what I got to do. 
The best things that have happened to me in my life were because I was willing to do whatever it takes. The first book I wrote, there was no publisher. This book, before it was renditioned to what you're listening to right now, before it won Axiom Award 2013 for Best Business Book of the Year, before tens of thousands of people, I'm sorry, 50,000s of people had bought that book, I funded the book, wrote the book, pushed the book to the marketplace. Before anybody knew about the book, knew about me, you know, I did whatever it takes to, to get the book out there. So you got you to really commit every day. I'm doing whatever it takes. I'm not going to stop. If it's a wall, I'm going through it. If I got to get a speeding ticket, then I'm going to get the speeding ticket. If I have to spend money I don't have, I'm going to invest money I don't have. Whatever it takes is not a saying. Whatever it takes is not three words. Whatever it takes is a way of living your life and running your business. Number four, I commit to exceeding the expectations of the customer. Whatever the expectations of the customer are, I am going to exceed them. Okay, That does not mean a lower price. That means you exceed the expectations of the customer. That means I give people more than they would have asked for. I was recently uh, at a hotel in New Orleans, checked out of that hotel because I wasn't having my expectations exceeded, checked into the Ritz in New Orleans where my expectations were exceeded for five times the price of the other hotel. Not only was the food better, the service better, but what really exceeded my expectations was the people that I met at the Ritz. That is where the real value is. It's interesting because Ritz never talks about this being part of their excellence of service delivery. See, for me, it wasn't the great service. It wasn't the bellman that asked where I was. It wasn't the laundry getting returned on time. It wasn't the, the, the fact that my room got cleaned up or when I called down and asked for something, it got fixed immediately. For me, how the Ritz exceeded my expectations was not the service, but in the caliber of people they brought to one location that I could actually meet the creme de la creme, the best. So you got to figure out what that is. What's your little strategy to exceed the customer's expectations? Number five, I commit to staying focused on what I want. What do you want? What are you going to work for? What do you want to accomplish? How can you stay focused on that? Laser beam-like focus. Now, for me, I need a lot of help staying focused. Okay, it may appear that I'm not that focused. Some people that are close to me, man, that guy's all over the place. Wrong. I am extremely focused. I just got a lot of stuff going on. And I appear to be a wild man out of control. That might not be exactly who I am. I might be more focused than you think. And who knows, maybe I'm less focused than I actually am. But the things I want, I'm focused on. First thing to do to get focused is to make a commitment to be focused on the things you want. Number six, I commit to taking every opportunity all the way. Now, when I'm working a transaction and I have this sheet of paper next to me, it says, hey man, I'm just reading this book right now called Seller Be Sold. And it says, I commit to taking every opportunity all the way. If I read that every morning, then I'm going to start taking deals all the way. Did I take them all the way or did I just tell them about my product? Did I tell them who I am, sell the company, oh, we're great, we do the best, here's the numbers, what do you think? Dude, take that guy all the way now. If you have not made a commitment to take people all the way, then you're not going to take them all the way. Make a commitment today 
Make that be your commitment. The professional salesperson's daily commitments. Number six, I commit to taking every opportunity all the way, every time, every day. Number seven, I commit to following up. Number seven, I commit, got to fix that one. Number seven, I commit to following up on every opportunity, every phone call, every email. I'm committed to following up every opportunity I'm in front of. Every opportunity needs to be followed up every day. No exception to that rule. No matter the situation, no matter how unlikely they are by, you got to get these disciplines in where every day you're a professional, you're committed, you want to take it to the next level. I'm following everybody up. Every request on social medias, every comment on YouTube, every post on Facebook, every response, you want to build that social medium? You want to build your customer base? Find the time to follow up on every, not customer, every opportunity. Number eight, I commit to being highly ethical in every area of my life. Now, this is a, this is an interesting topic, this thing of ethics. Because most people, when I say ethical, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm an ethical guy, dude. I'm like, really? How ethical are you? I'm the most ethical person you know, man. You know, Grant, I'm more ethical than you because I don't cuss. I don't don't use none of the cuss words. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. You, You're ethical. But based on whose ethics? Well, you know, I don't steal. I don't cheat. I don't lie. All All right, yeah, yeah, but okay, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It says, well, then you got number eight figured out. I commit to being highly ethical in every area of my life. Let me ask you something. When you don't follow up on a customer, is that ethical? When you don't pick up the phone the second it rings, is that ethical? When you don't go all the way with a customer, when you give your products away, when you sell your products for less than they're worth, is that ethical? When you don't follow up a customer that bought your product, take care of them and service them immediately and handle them, is that ethical? Okay, when you don't call and sell the second product, the third product, the fourth product, are you a good company? Are you a good person? Are you a good product? When you don't push and shove your products in the marketplace and make sure you dominate, own, and control the market, is that ethical, man? When you go home at night, your kid says, no, I didn't sell. Papa, did you sell something today? No, son, I didn't. When you tell your kid you didn't, or you're not positive that day, and you're not 100%, and you didn't work your schedule, and you blame time, come on, man, is that ethical? I mean, really, I'm not talking about you stealing stuff and breaking the law. I'm talking about you being ethical down to the core of who you are. Could you give more? Do you have more potential? Could you call more people, talk to more people, get in front of more people? I'm talking about being a professional salesperson here, man. I'm not talking about how long you've been doing this. Could you go to another level? Are you training, educating, reading, improving your skills? To me, that's ethical. Commit. I commit to being highly ethical in every area of my life. Number nine, I commit to making changes where necessary. Look, if you don't make a commitment to being willing to make changes, then you're not even looking at what needs to be changed. I commit to making changes where necessary. I'm constantly altering, changing looking at where I can improve, fix things, just like I would drive in a car or a plane, okay? I have to adjust. It doesn't mean I'm adapting adapting or changing all the time or becoming the chameleon, but I do need to adjust when things around me move, okay? I, I have a road I'm going down. I need to adjust slightly 
in order to make sure that I'm delivering a great product. If you're not making a commitment to the willingness to change when necessary in order to suffice, grow, and, and own the marketplace, I commit to making changes where necessary. If you never make that commitment, you're not even going to look at what needs to be changed. Number 10, I commit to educating myself every day. Every day, I'm looking for a piece of data that can change me. That's why I'm moving my schedule to 4 o'clock right now because I know I need to learn more about world markets, inflation, currency. These are things I don't understand yet. I, I, I don't understand how they work. I, I'm, I hear them, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm extremely... Uh, um, not well healed, but I'm invested in real estate. I need to know more about real estate. I got in, I have to know where rates are going. So that means I'm gonna have to get in early, get up earlier, learn that, educate myself. I commit to educating myself every day, every day about something new. Now, if you don't have books around and audio programs to listen to and the right websites to go to to get data, then you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna pop out your iPad or your phone, or you're going to have junk notified. You're going to have the push notification. And you're basically going to become a receiver of whatever dump. You become the dump. Whatever waste CNBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, Fox, Whatever dump, whatever they want to dump on you, USA Today, you you become the the yard. Hey, let's go dump some stuff over at G's place, you know. So so and oh by the way, let's dump it like to five million people at one time. The Huffington Post. See see what I'm saying? Look, if you don't make a decision where you're getting your data, that's why I say, man, I commit to educating myself. So be be careful when you when you push a piece of technology that says, yeah, I accept your push notifications. Really. You don't even know what they're going to send you. Number 11. See, I want to get rich. Dude, I want financial security, not financial insecurity. You're going to make the decision to get one up. I have to control where I'm getting my data from in order to be financially secure one day. Number 11. I commit to training every day. I got to make a little time every day. I don't care if it's my body, my mind, my body and my mind. I just got back from a trip. I was two months, two months, every single day. I made training a priority for two months. Why? I want new information. I want information. I want, this, this is fuel for me. It gets me excited about my life and my career when, when maybe I'm losing excitement for my business and my career, my marriage. I want, I, want, I want to get new input. I want to take the time. I want to do the things other people won't do. People are forced to go to school for 15 years, so they go to school for, I'm sorry, 12 years. They, they're forced to go to school for 12 years. They do for 12 years, and then after the 12 years, maybe they go to college. They didn't want to do that either. And then as soon as they get into the workforce and actually get to start making some money, they quit learning anything. It's ridiculous. You go to Taiwan. You go to China. Dude, these people are learning Saturdays, Sundays. They're going to school freaking 10 hours, 12 hours a day. You know why? Because they got the freaking serious hustle on. They want to own the world. They want to scorch planet Earth. They want it bad. I commit to educating myself every day. You want to be different in the marketplace? You want to be a different salesperson? You want, you want people to look at you and say, man, dude, you, what, you got, what you got going on, dog? Every day, every day I'm hustling, hustling. And that means every day I'm educating myself. And then every day I'm training myself. I'm tr- drilling, rehearsing. I'm doing something. Number 12, I commit to doing the right thing. What's the right thing? I don't need a policy for this. 
I don't need to go check with somebody else. I don't have to call the priest. Hey, what do I do, man? Dude, do the right thing, dog. What is the right thing? See, I know what the right thing is. Do the right thing. Hey, the right thing might be to speed. It's against the law, grant to speed. No, not if I need to be someplace. I don't want to be late. I want to be early. Okay, I'm just giving you an example. What is the right thing? Do I really need to see what the regulation is or do I need to talk to the government or have a policeman or a teacher or my parents tell me what the right thing is? The right thing is not always the right thing. What is the right thing? The right thing is to call the guy back. Call him again. Call him a third time. Call him five times. If you're going to call him 15 times, call him 15 times in one day. That's the right thing. Oh, that's too aggressive. Oh, not if you're the right person and you have the right product and you have the right service, it is not wrong to make sure he gets your product, your company, and you. Commit to doing the right thing. Not the comfortable thing, the right thing. Number 13, I commit to being the most positive person I know. You either are or you aren't, okay? Somebody in the room's got to be the most negative, and somebody in the room's going to be the most positive. We were having a meeting here two days ago, and I said, hey, who is the most positive person in the room today? You guys want to vote? And everybody went to two people. I, I mean, I personally disagree with the two people. Even the guy that won, I didn't think he was the most positive person, but that's what they thought. Doesn't matter to me. The point is, who is the most positive person in the room? Who's the tallest person? Who's the prettiest person? Who's the richest person? Who's the most spiritual person? Who in the room has the most integrity? I'll tell you something, dude. Just, just decide you're going to be the most positive person in the room. And I promise you, you will make more sales. Number 14, I commit to quit making excuses and just make it happen. No more excuses. In the 10X rule, there's an entire chapter on excuses. You should know every one of them. These are the excuses people use every day not to have the life they want. And then make excuses for not having the life they want. I commit to quit making excuses of any kind. I don't have time. Number one most often used excuse in the world is I don't have time. The average American reads one book a year. His excuse is, guess what? Don't have any time. Dude, you don't have any time because you don't read. Um, day, I commit to quit making excuses and just make it happen. There's no excuses for not making a deal. No money, no credit, not going to buy, the manufacturer, the economy, the president, the Congress, the Senate, my manager. Wow, please, you're killing me, man. I commit to quit making excuses. Let your kids know it. No excuses in this household. Let your wife know it or your husband know it. No excuses here. Number 15. I commit to making my dreams come true because of my actions. What are your dreams? What do you want? Why do you go to work every day? I commit to making my dreams a reality, to make them come true because of my actions, not because I pray or wish or hope or cross my fingers or believe in some voodoo. Dude, I'm doing something about my dreams every day. The professionals, the professional salesperson's commitment Daily commitment are 15. They're right here. Look at them every day. Do you want your dreams to come true? Is there anything you would change on here? Maybe there's some commitments you need to make. Maybe there's something you would change or add. I built this for you. Take a look at it every day. It'll help you. 
It takes what? I don't know, four minutes to read through this? Make a commitment and a daily commitment. The Ten Commandments of Sales. Commandment one, be proud, be positive. Dress like you're proud, act like you're proud, and be the most positive person you will ever meet. And definitely the most positive person anyone else, your customers, or the people you work with will ever meet. Commandment two, dress for sales success. You need to be the best dressed person in the room. People need to comment on your clothes. Grant, I don't have any money. You spend money on your clothes. Spend money on a haircut. Spend money on looking sharp. People will notice it. It doesn't mean you're trendy. It means you look good. But it also doesn't mean you got a suit that's five or six or seven years old. And there's a lot of salespeople walking around out there that are not spending enough money on looking great. Number three, commandment number three, see the sale. See the sale. You have to see the sale before anyone else sees the sale. I don't need the customer to see the sale. You need to see the sale. Customers don't make sales. Salespeople make sales. If you leave it up to a customer to make a sale, nothing will happen. Ask yourself this question. How many times have you gone into a sale and didn't see it first? If you don't see it, they won't see it. See the sale. If you can't see it happen, it will not happen. You, will, you, you must see the sale before it actually takes place. It's like the, the, the guy playing baseball. He's got to see the hit. Remember Babe Ruth? Yeah, right out there. I don't know if that's folk or truth or myth or whatever, but I know this. I wanted a TV show. I had to see the TV show before anybody else would. You have to know that you get the sale done. You have to know you can get the customer done. You have to see the customer with your product and see the customer owning your product, using your product, going to a register, paying you. Look, if you don't see it, it won't happen. Sales commandment number four, be sold on your offer. This is the most important of all sales. If you can't make this sale, you won't make, if you can't make this sale, If you can't make this sale, you won't make many of the ones that pay you. I know salespeople who sell products, they don't even own the product. This is crazy, man. You have to be sold on your product and your offer. If you're really sold on it, okay, like this book. If I'm really sold on this book, I would actually go back and read this book again, not read it once. There's books that I've read three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. I love the book. I'm going to go back and read the book again. Why? Because I forget the material in the book. I wrote this book and forgot the material in it. I wrote the one we're talking about today, dude. I forgot the material, how sick it is in this book. You're selling a product and you don't even own it? Come on, what is that? You know, you got selling Kangen machines. They're $4,000. They convert tap water into alkaline water. You don't even own a machine yourself? What are you, a freaking hypocrite and a liar? You, 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 guys, you guys sell Visalis. You don't use your own product? What's wrong with you? You guys that are multi-level marketing companies like NuSkin, you don't even use your NuSkin product? Come on, you kidding me? You're at Market America. You don't buy your own products from your own self? <laughs> Crazy. You're selling Cuba, Cuba drinks. You, you, you don't use... You, you work at the boss company and you don't buy boss suits? And would you buy them if you didn't get a discount? Would you buy them at retail? Would you buy them at full price? You guys that sell warranties for car dealerships, you don't even buy your own warranty? What's wrong with you? Be sold on your offer. So sold on your offer in commandment four that you'd buy your own product, own your own product, 
So you can tell a customer what? Dude, I own it. I bought it. I bought it. It's worth it. Do it. How can you do what you would not allow yourself to do? How can you sell somebody else on what you haven't done? Each week, I write a list of reasons people should own my products. Every Monday, we come into my office and say, why should people own our products? Why should people buy from us? Why should people do business with us? Who's having success with our programs? I'm trying to sell me on me. Commandment four, be sold on your offer. Stay sold on your offer and keep selling yourself on your offer. Commandment number five, know your value proposition. Your value proposition most often has nothing to do with your product and definitely doesn't have have much to do with your price in most cases. What do you bring to the table that sets you and your proposal, your situation apart from others? Find out what that is of value. Today I was out looking at condos here in Miami. Lady shows me five condos. She never sold herself. She dressed successful. She appeared to be proud and positive. I know for sure she missed commandment three. She doesn't see the sale happening. She thinks she's going to have to show me a bunch of product. Has no concept that maybe the first one she could shut me down on. She's not sold on her offer because she doesn't own product in that building. In fact, she doesn't own any product here in Miami. And she doesn't know her value proposition. Her value proposition is not the unit. What is her value proposition? What is your value proposition? How are you different than the competition? How is your product different? How is your company different? What do you offer that no one else offers? Do you know? If you don't know, if you can't tell me right now what your value proposition is, I assure you, You can't sell it. Commandment number six, always, always, always agree with the client. No, no, that's not the customer's always right. That's different. Always, always, always agree with the client. Doesn't mean they're right. Even when they're wrong, agree with them. You're late. You're right. I apologize. Your price is too high. I agree with you. You're right. You're too short. Oh, man, I've known that longer than you have. (laughs) See, when you have something, when, when a customer objects or disagrees or complains about a product or the way you handled something or some situation, the best thing to do, the best way to make that go away is not to disagree, not to make them wrong, to, but to make them right, even if it's not true. I know it seems complicated. Just agree. You're right. I agree with you. Dental implant, 15000 That's a lot of money. Oh, man, I hey, hear it every day. <laughs> Hear it every day, hear it from every person. Every person that gets their teeth fixed complains about the price. Now, how did you want to handle this? Visa or MasterCard? See, just because you agree with them doesn't mean you change it. Now, this is a very tricky thing that most people don't get because they never make it one of their commandments, one of those things, those always. See, if you don't have some always, some commandments, you're going to end up with a bunch of nevers. I want to tweet that out to at Grant Cardone. If you don't have always, you end up with nevers. Always, always agree with the customer. Rejection, disagreement, handling a disagreement, agree. Even if the customer's wrong, there's no value by you telling them you're wrong. Always, always, always agree with your client. You're right. I agree with you. I'm with you. I knew that before you did. Look, it's often better just to acknowledge your client and agree with them than it is to try to change their mind about something. I agree with you in many cases is enough. Commandment number seven, 
super freak your demonstration presentation. Make sure that your presentation, your demonstration is twice the value of the product. If you're showing a $12 million condo, make sure you present it like it's $25 million. Now, you guys in real estate, I got to tell you, you're awful at this. Okay, You're awful at two things in real estate. Number one, finding out what I want, why I want it, why I'd buy it, how I've bought other stuff, wants and needs, remember that step? And you're awful at presentations. You guys show so many houses to you. You've been through it 17 times. Maybe you showed it uh, 37 times. You hate the house now. You know everything wrong about this house. So what? Sell it, baby. Sell it. Tell me why you love it. Tell me why it's great. Tell me why it's incredible. You need to super freak that presentation. Don't show me hurricane windows, man. Slap those hurricane windows. Let me see them not break. No one spends 200 grand on something that's worth 200 grand. And nobody spends 12 million because they think it's worth 12 million. The guy that spends 12 million on a condo thinks it's worth more than 12 million. The only reason to spend 200 grand, 300 grand, 100 bucks, $30, or $12 million is because I believe that I'm getting something. There's something of value, some problem being solved that's worth more than the money that I'm given to have that thing. Super freak your presentation. If you can't say right now you're a super freak when you present your product, then you're not super freak in your presentation. Commandment number eight, be time efficient. Be conscious and aware of time. The buyer of the 21st century, the 22nd century. When you're watching this in the year 2414, your buyer will be sensitive to time. I mean, unless we're in some kind of freak out golden age where nobody's worried about anything, I guarantee you, people are going to be like, hey, man, let's go, let's go, let's go. My goal is to do as much selling I can in the shortest period of time possible to make the most powerful possible impact I can in the shortest time possible, whether it's on the phone, in an email, or in person. Shortcutting will only cost you time. I'm not taking shortcuts. I'm trying to compact everything to be efficient in a shorter period of time. Spending more time with your client will not ensure a sale. It will not cause the buyer to be more loyal to you. It will actually cause the buyer to say, I want to avoid that guy. He wastes my time. Look, I know people like this. No, I don't want to see that guy. I don't want him to come to my office. I can't spend time with him because he always does this. I just got rid of a lawyer because he spends because uh, the person spends too much time. It's not because they charge me too much per hour. It's because I had to talk to him too long to explain one thing to him. It had nothing to do with the money. I, in fact, hired another lawyer that is double the money, but I feel like is more efficient. Not with money, but with my time. Spending more time with your client will not ensure a, a sale, but in fact will negatively, negatively, you must understand this, Time is negatively impacting two big things, your closing ratios and your profit margins. I can prove to you that spending more time with people will actually generate fewer clients, fewer sales, and lower margins. Spending quality time and knowing what your buyer values will save all parties time. It will increase your closing ratio and increase your margins. Commandment number nine Assume the close. Always assume the close. Always know. Remember back to see the close? Now we want to see the sale. Now we want to assume the close. Follow me. I'll show you how easy it is to do business here. Come on inside. Let me get you some numbers. Let me show you what it would cost to own this watch. Let me show you what the terms would look like. Let me show you what it looks like by doing business with our bank. 
if there aren't on if there aren't any other reasons for taking the next logical step, if there aren't any reasons that would stop you from doing this, sit down, let's figure it out. Oh, you sound so salesy. Really? I sound so salesy. Guess what? I'm a sales person. I'm a professional that wants to be paid, that would like to be paid. So that when I go home tonight, my little girl says, Pop, did you sell something today? Sure did, baby. Sure did. We're going to Disneyland, little chick. If there aren't any other reasons for taking your next logical step, follow me. These are ways to do this. Make it difficult for the buyer to say no to you. Just move forward. Follow me. Come on inside. Sign here. Park here. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Come on inside. Let me show you how easy it is to own. These are powerful phrases of a salesperson that assumes ownership, assumes the close, and goes for it. Commandment number 10 from Moses of Sales. Grant Cardone on Sell or Be Sold. Are you paying attention? Commandment number 10. Always persist in the close and ask one more time. Be the most important and hardest commandment of your lifetime. Always persist in the close and ask one more time. Until a transaction is closed, you have provided no value to your client. None. You must assume this position. Until you close a transaction, you have provided zero value to your client. The chick showing me condos all over Miami has not provided me with value. I could go do that online by myself. In fact, I left today and said, hey, I could have looked at all this stuff online. She does not provide me with value until she insists on me buying something for her. That way I can move out of the one I'm in, move into the one she showed me, and I'm happy now. That's when she provides me with value. She should persist in the close until I close or ask again. Most salespeople never attempt to close one time. You're listening to Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold. Most salespeople, most professional salespeople, most experienced salespeople that are professionals and have been doing this successfully, imagine this, never ask for the close one time. And then if you don't ask one time, how can you persist and ask a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time, a sixth time? If you could learn this, this one thing, this one commandment, always persist in the close and ask one more time. Sign here. Oh, we're not doing it today. I understand you're not doing it today. Let's do it anyway. Sign here. Oh, man, you sounded pushy. You sound like a, a slammer. Are you pressuring people? Yep, be happy to. I absolutely will pressure the customer. Ask one more time. Let's do this. Are you the right person? Sell or be sold. You got customers right now. Be honest. Have you ever had a customer convince you not to close a deal? Sure you have. And then they left there and went and paid more money with somebody less dedicated. Always ask one more time. You're listening to Celebrity Sold. This is Grant Cardone. Tweet me on Twitter at Grant Cardone. Share this with your friends. Celebrity Sold. Share the commandments. Be great.